0: So, folks, it's a plus edition of Hitting the High Notes. This is Hitting the High Notes Plus. Uh, it is, I I am here, the voice that is coming through uh, your earphones or speakers or whatever it is. It is I, who, Tran. I'm, uh, that's H-U-U-T-R-A-N. Superman on the Twitter, the X-verse, the triple X-verse. Um, uh, that's who trans Superman. And, uh, you know, we used to be on the Anchor. Now we're part of the Believe Network. And, um, you know, we used to, like, have seasons. And, like, this will be, like, season five or something. We, we've had a break. Uh, we're back. We're talking. because There's some exciting, I don't know, I, I think it's exciting for most people. Jazz news going on right now. Uh, first of all, let's bring on him. Um, he goes the distance. He 49s. Nice. Uh, goes the distance. forty nine. What's up about Jared Barker? Hey man, how are you been? Who we're back, right? We're yeah, good. I mean, just I'm busy. We're entering the busy time of year, busy time of work, uh, and that's like the Jazz start in October. Uh, we're about a month away from from like actual NBA basketball, so that's crazy. Um, and we're bringing on someone. Um, uh, he, I don't think he's gonna pass COVID to anybody, uh, but he is feeling a little under the weather. But he is the resident receipt holder uh, for the Miami, Miami Heat, um, uh, uh, Portland expert. Uh, Damien Little expert. Uh, gets it. What's up, um, uh, Justin? Hey, Barry. How are things going down <laughs> there in Miami today? <laughs> Barry. Oh man. So um, he had uh, a lot of takes. Had a lot all of takes. Them were wrong. A big news. So, uh, yeah, it, it, like it gets. It. If, if you guys were, if you guys were betting people, if you were betting men. Um, uh, I don't know if we would have bet on uh, 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 Damon Lillard going to Milwaukee, but if you did want to make a bet, you know, I'll tell you something that football is back, and Bet Online is the number one information source for all the sports wagering, wagering info uh, with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Uh, get the latest gaming odds, uh, game odds, spreads, totals, NFL and college football at your fingertips. um uh, you know, Utah and Oregon State now maybe. Uh, Bet online real time updates on statistics, news, and odds uh, from week one all the way to college football playoffs and Super Bowl. Bet online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available uh, anywhere online. Head to the website. T- head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Get in on the action. Uh, remember to use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. That's Believe. To Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, so you know, you know, get some money back there. Bet online where the game starts. Um, yeah, so like I mean, who I mean, we all woke up today, and uh, you know, the, the Damien Lillard trade news has kind of died down, uh, and then we wake up, and then uh, lo and behold, he goes to Milwaukee. Uh, and, but that was an hour, like, later, uh, the jazz got upstaged. <laughs> the, the news got upstaged, but uh, jazz plus, um, because the, the plus means streaming, apparently. Um, Jared, I'm, uh, look, I'm, uh, you're, you're in Utah, so you were probably able to watch it on KJazz anyway, but now you have an option to pay a little bit of money, uh, stream it on, uh, on devices, on apps. Um, you, you know, you're not like our other, our other co-host who is desperately looking for a way to find and watch jazz games, but you're you're in the jazz era. You can get Jazz Plus if you want. Um, how did you feel when you first heard about that? I mean, we all knew something was coming, but now we have the details. Um, and, um, you know, I, I saw some positive stuff. What, I mean, what did you think? What what'd you see out there? Well, I think it's a great step forward, you know. I mean, it's it's pretty, pretty cool that, uh, you know, we're going to have access to, you know, games on demand. I mean, everything's kind of like it sounds like it's all being sort of locally managed and whatnot. So it's, it feels like there's a lot of, uh, the organization has a lot of control over this. So um, Ryan is making comments like, yeah, we, we hear these other, we hear the fans that don't have access right now, or we've got something in the works. So it's, it's, you know, it sounds good. I mean, that all sounds very good. It's a very PR type response, but you know, uh, so far he's, he's made good on a lot of the promises he's made. So I'm, Yeah, I mean I I I personally didn't have to worry or never worried about watching jazz games if I so it's hard for me to put myself in the mind the headspace of like, all right, what if I couldn't watch jazz games? Um, you know, how 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 might life be different? Um, gets it I mean so you're not in the local area, you can't get it, you can't you know, you don't get the K jazz, uh, you can you can leak past the jazz. Uh, But if you couldn't, I mean, how do you feel? Like, I mean, you're connected with a lot of jazz fans. Like, um, what were the responses that you saw uh, online today about the jazz announcement?
1: Yeah, so I actually feel like I have a relatively um, unique perspective to that. And that's not just because I live out of market right now. But um, I grew up in Alaska. I had a different pathway to jazz fandom than a lot of people out there. So um, through a couple of providential events in my young life, I became a jazz fan around the age of nine or ten. And at that point... Uh, My fandom was really buttressed by the um, just world-class, state-of-the-art, unrivaled, legendary, uh, seemingly nowadays mythically amazing presentation that was the NBA on NBC. And that's the only way I really had access as a jazz fan. I grew up as kind of like a middle-class kid in Alaska, and my parents were one of those families that were like, you don't need cable TV. So my access to the jazz growing up, was basically contingent upon, um, was basically contingent upon if the Jazz were good and if David Stern felt like putting the Jazz on TV. So from about when I latched on as a Jazz fan in the glory days of 1997 through 2000, they were on, uh, you know, 10 to 15 times a year. And then as they faded back and the new contenders like Dallas, Sacramento, Portland, the Lakers all surged to the top, there were very few Jazz games on TV. And I was lucky to watch, you know, two to four jazz games a year by the time the Olympics rolled around. I think that 2002 season, they put them on TV maybe for like three national games. One was leading up simply to the Olympics as a way to promote the Olympics, what have you. Um, And that was all I really got up until college. And so um, I was really lucky any time I was able to watch a jazz game as a kid growing up. And so I always had the back of my mind. You know, when you're a kid and you think when you're a grown up, you have all these like, um, you know, these things that as a kid, you think are luxuries. really like cable TV is one of the big ones. Um, When you're going to grow up, maybe more than like a sports car or whatever, for example. But even nowadays, there are a few things with so many technological advantages, advances around us and the things we take for granted. But I still to this day, I think because of my upbringing and the lack of access I had to jazz games back then. And you really had to sit around and wait. It was, it was like a big event or like a big blockbuster movie coming out in terms of the frequency of jazz games I had access to as a kid. I mean, I was having to like use DSL and dial-up just to get to YahooSports.com to find a box score and track if the jazz were, were winning or not. So to go from that to being able to pull up your telephone And watch the Jazz on your phone at any given time. It's really an amazing feat, even though it's, you know, something that's an expectation here in 2023. So I think whether you're in market or out of market, you want to be able to watch every Jazz game. Amazing that after all these years, we're going to be able to watch the Utah Jazz at any given time without any more roadblocks in the way. And I think it's going to be great for the fan base. It's going to be great for the next, wave of fans and it's long overdue but it's also going to be a really good thing for our fan base so whether you're in utah or out of market um this is a great day to be a jazz fan
0: yeah i mean um i didn't really again let's watching the jazz games on the app or on k-jazz or not was that one of my big concerns coming into the season uh but i know a lot of people um has concerns like that, how are we gonna watch jazz games and you know like over the years like Having cable subscriptions that that made that make things hard. Like you had to have regional sports packages. Like you can just get cable. You have to get cable mm-hmm. plus the sports packages. Uh, you know, if you you couldn't you couldn't just get NBA league packs because you'd be blacked out. Um, those problems, you know, obviously, not all fixed yet. Um, as as Dragon Squash has pointed out uh, on Twitter, um, and like I I don't know. Like I'm a, I I have a work group text and we have some people who are like, oh wow, this looks like a, a real cash grab from the Jazz, and I, I was like, wow, I I think the opposite. Like. Um, Number one, like I think losing. It's, I
1: think it's the visual of the price point. Sorry, go ahead. But um, I have some thoughts on the economics of it. But um, yeah, there, there's obviously the price point is is a big piece of the discussion.
0: Right. Like, and then, So here's the thing. Like, they obviously, everybody's losing money because not having the regional sports networks, right? So a lot of teams are trying to find ways like, okay, how are we going to broadcast? Like, the Phoenix Suns are, are, are doing something similar. And I, I don't know what the price points are for other markets that are doing. Uh, similar things and so i mean you know breaking it down like an extra you know something like fifteen dollars a month didn't sound that awful and if you if you want to do the annual price and you know, you get a pair of like cheap tickets uh cheap two 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 cheap jazz tickets say there's 30 bucks a pop uh you know plus uh you know the cheap shirt and hat 10 10 bucks a pop so that's eighty dollars right there so like half half that's just you know some merch and and uh, and, a, and a jazz game somewhere, um, so I mean it could be worse. Uh, I, I don't. I mean again, like I mean, I'm, I'm paying one hundred eight dollars for Prime, so uh, you know fifteen dollars for Netflix, right? Like I mean, we're all, we're all paying for other things. I, I don't think it was
1: that And there's deal. not enough time in the world to watch all of these things, so it's right. almost like to me, twenty four hours in a day. Like, what's your bundle going to be? Which packages are you going to pick? Because obviously. If you're Mr. Moneybags or Mrs. Moneybags, mm-hmm. you know you could have like seven different. You could have your, your Hulu, HBO Max, or the artist formerly known as HBO Max, Netflix, right. so on and so forth. Um, but if you if you look at what you want to spend your time doing and investing into what interests you, you know, to me, 125 dollars. And I know everyone's susceptible to doing the gym math whenever you're trying to sell your product. When you break that down, it's going to be 80 80 games a year, over 125 dollars for a season's worth. And that breaks down into less than $2 a game. Um, so to me, that's a screaming deal. But again, I'm a pretty devoted jazz fan. And yep. that's kind of how I build my schedule of leisure um, over six months a year.
0: Yeah, uh, Gitsa, who um, lives the provincial life, as he mentioned earlier, from the Philippines, uh, doing some boy math there, I think. Uh, I don't know. Um, Jared.
1: I about. I heard. Of, I heard the term "boy mouth" for the first time in my life. I believe seventy-two hours ago. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Like today? Don't don't um, uh, don't don't say that I'm not trendy, uh, Jared. So you're <laughs> some of that. you so a market. You probably do um, uh, watch jazz games, unlike uh, I do. Um, like so, like um, how were you getting jazz games before, and how do you feel like? Is it better or worse for you now to get jazz games um, uh, uh, on your screen? Uh, it's better than last year. I mean, last year I was, uh, uh, watching games in a different way. <laughs> right, so so I mean, I mean, like the, the FBI is not going to listen to this. I'm uh, like, I'm, uh, uh, but um, uh, if they do, that's Jerry hey, Barker. Ask, don't
1: underestimate your audience size. here. That, that's Jerry
0: Barker. He lives at. No. Um, <laughs> right, so yeah, so so one, you, one so two you, three Fake Street. You you were so you weren't paying for a call for a a, a package. You weren't paying for like YouTube TV or or, or Fubo, right? So um, no, not not a lot Okay. So and, and, and that's, that's and hashtag
1: cool. sources to watch your games. Right. And,
0: and, and I guess it yes. just said like you know get, you're you're pretty happy paying the 150 a month or a month, jeez, 150 a year uh, to get you know to get jazz content. Um, uh, I mean that seems like a reasonable price, other, point, like compared to like getting cable. Like it, like it, like, it, like if if you don't need anything else like cable offers and you just want jazz content. Yeah okay yeah. yeah it sounds good not like you know, if you if you want the other stuff you want you know now you do have to bundle it with like Fubo or YouTube TV and um, or or if you can just I mean go buy bunny ears and and do that uh, you can too but like, I, I I don't know I, I, like for my dad right like I'm keeping my cable package because I just don't want to teach him how to you know go from because he does need cable for certain things. I don't want to teach him how to go open certain apps to get to certain places. Like it's, it's hard enough for me to get him to use Prime to watch uh, the football game. So um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And so yeah, it's just it's, like, it's, like, it's just one less thing I I would not like my and my dad's only seventy.
1: But it's just, I, like, why do I mean, you got to make things so complicated, Jeffrey Bezos? Right,
0: right yeah. So so it's just, it's just like one thing like he wants to watch the there's, he just doesn't watch it anymore because you know and he he, he likes the DVR things he likes to do that so. You know, I'm personally gonna keep the you know $200 kale package because for me it's the convenience, right? I just I don't want to deal with it. Um, but yeah, as a, as a just if if I wanted to watch it on my phone, uh, I could I can get a I can get a uh bunny ears. But for for the most part, I don't watch a lot of things on a physical TV anymore. You know, it's on the laptop, it's on a phone. So this is a nice way. And again, if I if I was a jazz fan that needed to watch. Uh, my jazz games on a regular basis, I probably would get it, and I, I probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be that bad again. You know, we're paying so much money for Paramount Plus, Peacock, uh, you know, Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, uh, that eventually, like, these these costs um, uh, they add up and you just forget about it, and it sucks. But,
1: um, so yeah, you gotta save some money for your, fuck.
0: yeah, well, yes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to do that, that, that tomorrow, actually, but, um. Yeah, so the price point I thought was you know for, uh, you know and, and, and hey like if, if you don't need the jazz game tickets if you don't need the uh, uh, the gear right you can go monthly you can go monthly I'm a, you know pay, pay for only when the jazz games are on right that's October True. to
1: it, like, to June <laughs> yeah and, and for whatever reason it, uh, it, given, it, given it, our it, current apparel it. presentation and offerings I think uh, most <laughs> of us would feel <laughs> <Right>. more inclined <laughs> right. to spend money on on streaming and viewing versus uh, filling out our closet with the, current, I mean, uh, with the current jazz jazz clothing.
0: Right. Jazz, jazz, jazz uni tracker, uh, made a, <laughs> he did a, uh, uh, uh he treated, he basically troll tweeted, right? Like, treated like here's your offerings. And like, everybody kind of took it as gospel, but because we all believe it, like we all believe it's going to be a highlighter yellow, you know, very basic Utah jazz on it, you know, so not nothing cool even. So, um, yeah, like, um, you know, the new jersey came out, and, and you know, people were like, oh, my God, these, like, I mean, there's people who c- kind of hate the design and whatever we feel about it, but at least it's purple. and. Uh, at least it's purple. Yeah, at least it's purple. So, uh, but, yeah, so, like, I mean, uh, if, if you if you want to kind of pick and choose and, like, I, I only want it for, for the Jazz game, yeah, you can go monthly. Uh, save yourself a little money that way. You don't need to get it for more than ten months, and then just pick it back up. So, I mean, it's it's nice because like this is sort of the thing that's going to happen for about two years. And again, I don't know what the regional sports contracts and what the K Jazz like. I'm assuming that the Jazz are not making a lot of money off this, if at all. Like this is just you know, and maybe this is more like a beta test to see if that they can uh, create something that they can. Okay, all of a sudden. Uh, not only can jazz go on there, there's a hockey team or another team that can go like it, it, this. Is maybe Ryan's way of building something s- sustainable that he can put other stuff on eventually. Um, and so this is a I good definitely,
1: test. I definitely sense that Ryan Smith is, if you will, following the footsteps of his religious forefathers and sort of pioneering a new media pathway yeah. to see how it's going to turn out. And it's really interesting given. This time of the year, uh, we're coming right up against training camp and a lot of things are happening in the NBA, uh, obviously, um, on the transactional side um, with the game trade, but also on the media and the business side. Not only did we see the Jazz transaction today with the announcement of uh, Jazz Plus, but Phoenix is also rolling out something very similar akin to Ryan Smith, the new owner in Phoenix, Matt Ishbia, is very intent on providing a locally based direct to consumer offering as well. And then we saw up in Minnesota just hours later after Utah made their announcement, uh, the Timberwolves links and iHeartMedia in Minneapolis also um, rolled out what they are terming as a multidimensional streaming and radio partnership. Yep. So really I- next level bells and whistles stuff. But you see all of these new kind of media ideas that these local teams, and you think about it now, obviously Suns are a big, sexy name. They've got three superstars right now, but I think kind of, um, they probably trend at least in the last decade decade and a half they kind of trend more small market than big market but you see these teams which are not super prominent markets um making it more accessible their teams games accessible to their players and a quick side note also um in the philippines they announced a big new deal with a team uh with a company called signal also so we see all these different media agreements at this time of the year um being uh having pen put to paper right before the tip off of the proverbial nba season so it's interesting to see what all of these different franchises and markets are kind of prioritizing from a media standpoint obviously if you've been keeping track of what's been going on in streaming specifically sports streaming the last uh one and a half to two years you've seen kind of the the degradation of all these regional sports networks and then the the carnage and the ashes of what they left behind you see these new markets kind of beginning to experiment with these direct to consumer offerings. So maybe it'll pan out. Maybe it won't. Maybe uh, Ryan Smith will find out this isn't financially viable, right? But I think in the short term, at least it's really going to endear himself to his fans. And it's going to be interesting to see, um, what the subscriptions look like and, and what the interest is. And something that's kind of analogous was as the PAC 12 faded away and crumbled, there was a lot of talk as it, um, Finished crumbling down about the different figures that Apple TV would have provided, and um, this concept of um, would they be able to get enough subscribers? And there's a lot of noise saying that they didn't think they'd be able to accrue enough subscriptions, and then it faded away. And then he saw some numbers in the in the ensuing weeks where um, it turned out that Apple's really popular, and all these Pac-12 games are doing really well for God knows why, but. Even these regional games, there were like some Cal games and random Wazoo games that were like top four in weekend viewing for for any given reason. So it seems like one of the arguments for the Pac-12 to fall to its demise may not have necessarily played out. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, if there is really a huge appetite for this local viewing. And I also wonder about the balance of how many people And I saw, Benjamin Gaines, another resident technological genius in the Utah market, and a huge jazz fan, and that's a nice Venn diagram intersection from what we're talking about, but he kind of pointed out the story about uh, what seems to be the fading out of this communal TV, so that concept where, you know, you're growing up as a 90s millennial kid, everybody sits in front of the TV and watches the Utah Jazz play. That may not be as much of a thing in theory, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of experimentation to see in the coming years how people are consuming live play-by-play Utah Jazz content and beyond. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh interesting point. So I do feel like there is a kind of a disconnect
0: with those uh there are a lot of Gen Z folks that feel like they don't have a TV. All right, I'm going I mean I need you to go to a, a better uh place in your house um, because uh, I think I think Jared was currently traveling through a pair of <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, like, uh, Jared, this is the cage. this is going to be what's uh, it's funny cuz like I'm uh, if, if if you watch high school football right now, Cage has had like 2 to 3 weeks of problems with their high school um, uh, uh, stuff like they're and they, they're, they, they run a high school show every or a game every Thursday Friday night and they've had problems and uh, and they, they've had that for years and so like it's very weird that the year before the jazz get to their channel they're having problems um
1: well hopefully K-Jazz using these high school football games can work up the kinks on the jazz perhaps so you know five six weeks from now when the jazz season rolls around there will be a lot more fine tuned, but just that's, a that's the just hope. a raw. Theory. We'll see,
0: yeah. Well, that's the hope. We'll see. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the local news stations runs that um, uh, station, uh, so hopefully, if they get some jazz money behind it, I mean, because that's a big undertaking. Uh, they're they're doing something that they are not equipped to do currently, um,
1: but uh, yeah. So, and I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Also, side note. I'm sure a, a high school production crew. Uh, very significantly from an NBA TV production, growth. right? Like,
0: yeah, you're you're, you're going to need to get that jazz money behind that to to make that work. Um, okay, so as we um uh, talk about like, and so like m- maybe the price, like if the if uh, you know, we'll find out here in a second uh, in a little bit. Uh, excuse me, if uh, if the Suns right, like where the sun, what are the Suns going to charge? Uh, if the Suns charge nothing, then all all of a sudden this is like kind of a bad deal for for Ryan Smith. Like, oh man, like. Phoenix is in, in a bigger market than than Utah and uh, they're getting And we work. may
1: be we may be comparing apples to oranges there. We don't know how much money Matt Ishbia has versus Ryan Smith. Right. Um so that 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 could be another factor that that comes into play.
0: They both make more than me so it doesn't matter. Um, uh, those oh really? Are... <laughs> um,
1: I didn't know. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's, and and like you, you brought up like um uh, Apple TV bidding against themselves, and so um uh, the, the that hurt that Pac-12 deal, and and uh, like Kronky, Stan Cronky, right? Um, in in Denver, uh, yes, made kind of made his own stuff to kind of you know put den- Nuggets games. It's, it's, it's uh, Nuggets have been on altitude TV for forever. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what changed, but like they were on there for a long time, so. Uh, people in the Denver market could watch uh, their their Denver Nuggets on altitude and stuff. For I don't know if they still can, but they did for a while. Uh, yeah, that's had, been had a, a total
1: disaster. I think they were. I think um, I remember all of the intricacies of it, but basically, the main cable providers. I think it may have been Directv or or uh, or yeah. one of those companies in Denver. Um, the main provider there in Denver refused to air altitude right. games. Yep, so yep, basically, yep. if you lived in Denver. You were SOL if you were like me and lived in Kentucky. You could watch all the different games right. to your heart's and, content because they continue to air the games on altitude. And the, just altitude, the channel was not available in Denver Right, 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 right.
0: And then that, that's going to happen to you know. There's there's still a lot of Josh fans who this is not going to help in any way. Uh, there's a there's a Venn diagram right. of. Jazz fans who are not in the local broadcast area for Jazz Plus, but are in the local broadcast area for uh, NBA League Pass, and they're still blackout, blacking out games. So now
1: all of a sudden. Absolutely brutal.
0: Uh, all of a sudden those, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if they, like like, like Logan, right? In Boise, Idaho. Um, yes. You know, he was able to watch Jazz games because um, uh, League Pass will black him out. And there's just no option. And, you know, there's this new not again. It's all good. What was that? He's a Nuggets fan again. It's all he's, good. He's a Nuggets fan, and and so um, you know, so for uh for for the, there's still a lot of people like him. Milo from I believe uh, I think he was the editor in chief of SLC Dink for a while, uh, SLC Dink SLC Dunk for a while. Um, tweet out this map that like you know this like there's a whole bunch of people who can't get Jazz Plus and cannot also get NBA League Pass, and there's got to be some way to, to, to help those guys out. You know. And I don't, I don't know the, I don't know what the, the, the answer is, and it just sucks for them, um, and you know Logan, you know, go, go to Squatch. I may over. have a scoop there. You, you may I have, have a scoop. scoop. there. Go for it.
1: Um, so if you've been on Twitter tonight, there's been a lot of conversation back and forth in the wake of this morning's announcement, which is not a surprise. Organic conversation is ensuing. Uh, but Ryan Smith has been engaging with different fans on there. Um, and so ESPN.com had an embargoed story that uh everybody should read, but it details what the utah streaming plans are and ryan reposted that story and said this is just the beginning stay tuned um and uh one of our friends who i think is a is a co-follower he said "Uh, i know you won't leave all those idaho fans with no way to watch the games i'm sure there is a plan and ryan said yes sir we see you so um kind of an open-ended answer i don't know if he has anything formulated um for a game plan in the short term but i think it's certainly something he's aware of and um, you know, that was an issue I had. I think it's an issue everybody has in any market they live in. Um, I've got League Pass, which is great because um, it allows me as an out-of-market fan to watch all the jazz games I want so long as it's not on national TV, which was not a problem last year. But, um, you know, when Utah plays the Blazers, I, I no longer have access to the games unless I have a cable right. subscription with access to the Reeds Sports Channel. Um, and so, you know, everyone's got their little – um, pockets and, and holes that prevent them from watching all literal 82 games in the season. And so my hunch is that, um, you know, I think the entire, entire push by Ryan brings streaming to fans is to make sure that every single fan can watch as many games as possible from any given location. So today's announcement is, um, Mitigates and addresses a lot of that but it doesn't mitigate 100% of it. So what's the next step going to be like and I think the crappy thing for guys like Logan who live in a state where there's not even an NBA team. I ran into this issue when I lived in Kentucky. So I lived in um, like straight up in Central Kentucky. I was a three hour drive from Indianapolis for the Pacers play. I was about a five and a half hour drive away from Cleveland and I was about a five and a half hour drive away from Memphis. And I was blacked out in all three of those markets, meaning I couldn't get any Pacers games, Cavs games, or Grizzlies games from where I live. It wasn't significantly heartbreaking, except those teams would play the jazz for an average of, I think like seven games a year. (laughs) Right. So that was another seven games they took away from me. So league pass isn't perfect, but at the same time, um, it used to charge me $200 a year. And then last season, for whatever reason, they cut the price in half, which is very user friendly. Mm-hmm. And another good little interesting note to go along with the the price point concept we were talking about earlier. But now, League Pass is just ninety nine dollars a year, which really makes it feel like a screaming deal. Particularly if you live in a city where that NBA team is not your favorite team. Yes. But perhaps once again, I'm in the minority there.
0: Um. Yeah, and and that that's nice. Like, I mean, again, hundred dollars to if, if you're a real NBA fan, that sounds like. 7 months worth of games. Yeah. I mean that that sounds fair. Um so again, we we're, we're, we're going to see I mean like so that story, that story that you told me about Ryan Smith like oh we we sue you like it sounds very Ryan Smithy like like <laughs> instead of having like instead of having it ready you know put it out and then people were like he was like oh I'll, I'll fix it because he has so much money. He's, it's he's a like, tech guy thing. Like, it's like, like, hey, let's put out the data of the trash. Like he's, like, like, he's like, oh, like, oh, <laughs> that, that that doesn't work. Don't worry, we'll fix it. And then, you know, it it comes so late or whatever. So, um, but you know, hey, fair. If he fixes it, cool. Like Ryan Smith, you know, he, like he said he was going to make a, a streaming service. He said he was going to get stuff to jazz games. I, I assume he's taking a hit in money, so he did it. And so, you know, kudos to that uh, for those guys who, for those who people who want to watch uh, jazz games. Uh, it's coming.
1: So I just go back again to like, i uh, sorry to keep talking, going into uncle Rico mode and talking about the good old days, but just to think about the possibility. If I was a kid as a jazz fan, being able to watch all, you know, close to all 82 games a year, um, literally would have changed my life. Just being able to watch all that basketball and understand the jazz, because I just, um even though this may not appeal to that many people, I just don't have that many Carlos Arroyo and Bing Hanlogton <laughs> and Karolinko memories. And, uh, you know, I would have done anything to to live through all those seasons, not just the ones for the Jazz were an elite winning team, because I think I think uh, the Jazz were to be enjoyed. It's a good organization uh, annually, pretty competitive teams. And I think everybody needs to to have the ability and chance to watch them if they're into basketball.
0: Anytime Carlos Royal has been brought up on this uh, podcast, it just fucking pisses me off, so. Um, you know, I I
1: watched Puerto Rico play in the Philippines. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <did>. <laughs> all right. Well, let's now let's see you throw the football over the mountains.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, yeah. I don't know which Yeah, Idaho
1: and accessibility. Yep.
0: Uh, um. All right. So um. Uh, yeah. So we got uh. You know, jazz plus out Dynamite there.
1: Dynamite does not currently have access to jazz games under the under the current setup. What was that? I said. Napoleon Dynamite does
0: not have access to Jazz games at this point in time. But we... Also, the other big news, I guess the bigger news now, uh, that broke an hour after Jazz Plus. Um, uh, Damien Lillard, um, uh, no longer a port control laser. He um, uh, is being traded... Or actually, no, it's official now. Traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, joining up with Giannis. Um, Really, I mean... I heard the trade and my, my first thought was like, wow, okay, cool. Good for Portland. Like, uh, you know, no love for Portland here on this podcast, obviously, but, um, uh, just nice of them to do what seems like best for their franchise. Uh, but also like, I mean, I don't think they screwed over Dame Lillard. Um, but um, it seems like it was a good move for most of the unless he's
1: lactose intolerant.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, all the cheese there. Uh, th- I mean, so I mean, for I, I guess if you're living under a rock and for some reason this is the first NBA news you're getting uh, on this podcast. I mean, Dan Lillard to Milwaukee, right? Joins joins Giannis. Uh, the Suns get involved to get a bunch of depth pieces. I guess. Um Portland gets uh you know former first round, first round, first former first overall pick DeAndre Ayton uh they get an unprotected pick they get a couple pick swaps uh they get Drew Holiday and they sound like um, you know uh, still a decent enough player that may grab you another asset uh maybe two um uh, to a team here so um going full rebuild rebuild which um, I I I admire I'm I am very happy to see teams Choose one path or the other, right? Uh, and this seems like um, uh, uh, they are going. to You're go- allowed to do that. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like don't don't just don't, don't just sit in the middle. Um, but yeah, so uh, the Jazz, um, am uh, sorry, the Blazers uh, trade away their their franchise star. Uh, Dame gets a fresh start. Um, uh, gets to go to a, a team that's going to be one of the favorites in the East now. Uh, but this the situation um, uh, seems very reminiscent of uh, the Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Trade last year, you know. Yet you, you have one team that thought they had, you know, most the quote unquote leverage. Um, you know, <laughs> a, another team that, you know, wanted to make a run at it gave up, you know, significant assets. I think I think Milwaukee gave up pretty much every asset they could give up. Um, and you know, you know, to get to get a star, um, and so yeah, you have you have one franchise, and and Gissett, you know, has been on a roll. Like he woke, he woke today, chose violence. Uh, <laughs> but Jared first of all I'm. A, you, you hear the Damon Lillard trade um, uh, I want to give you your time because once we get to gets it, it's going to be like 20 minutes before we get back on so <laughs>
1: I need to go get another bottle of water yeah yeah, yeah get, get, yeah, get your get my yeah get,
0: yeah, get lubed up I'm
1: going to be hacking for 18 minutes as I swear at Miami media folks
0: yeah get a yeah, up. You're get fluid uh, yeah um, uh, yeah so yeah lube L- up <laughs> so Damon Lillard, i uh two of the bucks. I'm uh how do you how do you feel about this uh, type of trade, uh Jared? Well, I mean I'm just glad he didn't go to the Heat, uh I don't
1: need that to see that franchise have more success. Um, <laughs> and I really like Giannis. I think the Giannis damn pairing. It's a really interesting stylistic uh pairing. You know, you've got the, the down hit, the guy the guy running downhill, you know, getting into the paint,
0: scoring that way and then he you know, can take it out the Dame. The shot's not there. Like, I mean, that's just like it's very. It should have a lot of energy. I mean, it should. Uh, hopefully, Dame stays healthy. Yeah, it's just a really fun team to watch. Um, and getting a little worse defensively. Jared, when you listen to this, you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, we heard eighty percent of what he said, but <laughs> but for the most part, I I think I get your point. Like, this is you know the heat, right? The heat were were quote unquote in the driver's seat. Everybody thought. Um, the talks kind of died down, so like it was interesting that the trade happened today because um, the, the rumblings of that kind of died mm-hmm. down the last couple of weeks. Um, I think this is this is a good uh, a good precedent because um uh, you know we had so many trades that were all player empowerment mm-hmm. trades in the last uh, decade, uh, so it's finally nice to have one that um, the team was okay. Look, we're not going to trade you there because you want to. Uh, you know Miami who. You know, ironically, we talked about Phoenix being kind of a small NBA market. There, uh, the Phoenix is a big TV market, but Miami is a big NBA market. Even though their TV, like, deals are not um, as big as, you know, even Utah. But, you know, because of the weather, because of the state income tax, because of the culture, um, it is a higher desirable place to go. So it's like it's like one of the top, like I say, you know, I always say, there are 25 small market teams and, like, five big market teams. And Miami is one of them. Um you know, it's, it's funny to see Jimmy Butler Butler like really like shed tears on on a Snapchat or Instagram or something? You know, saying that the Bucks were tampering, um, which uh, it makes no. Like, it's, I, was, I was like, I didn't make how did that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I wanted to say, level.
1: I wanted to ask, what were they tampering about, Jimmy?
0: Yeah, like 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 how how were they tampering? It makes no sense.
1: Please please um, please expand upon your theory yeah. about. Um, why they why they were tampering with Damian Lillard, and why you and your employer might be interested? Right,
0: and and and, and gets it like I'm uh you know I, so I'm I'm seeing so obviously I'm seeing a lot of Heat fans who are melting down because you know another off season two two in a row where they've just whiffed on the free agents. Uh, Jimmy Butler is not getting any younger. He's the rest. You no, know, Jimmy, I, I need to give Jimmy Butler more yeah. credit than. I've given him thirty-four. Yeah, but he, but yeah, like at, at some point it just falls off, right? You just assume that you know this is not—he's not gonna be Junior Butler anymore. Father Time is undefeated, um, and I mean, you know if you want to make if you want to make a splash, like i um, uh, the the Heat are not doing it. Uh, but then there's still there's still a contingent of fans, and this is again parallel to the New York fans, who believe that the Blazers took a lesser deal. Um, Balls. Right, right. Like I mean, I mean, I mean. Again, it's. Oh, so the deal with the Blazers, the Blazers get DeAndre Ayton, Drew Holiday, and a first pick and two pick swaps. Which let's not let's not overrate pick swaps, guys. Um, but you know, unprotected first pick. Uh, what what do you what do you think the the Heat are offering? Jovic, um, Hero, uh, probably yeah. a couple unprotected picks.
1: Yeah, it sounds like they're only they were willing to, to put it all on, on the table is what that's what i, I listened to low post and bobby marks they just dropped today talking about that and they're like it doesn't sound like he ever made that you know that all their assets on the table type of offer so it's like you're competing against the phantom offer and, 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 maybe, really and maybe
0: not like but even let's, let's just say let's just say I'm a, you know obviously the best offer that the bucks gave was uh you know holiday Aiton obviously getting the Suns involved. Aiton Holiday and, and you know two pick swaps and a pick. Um, let's let's just say Miami's best offer was Hero, um, Jovic. Let's throw that uh, Jacques guy in there too. And two, and two. Jaime Jaquez, Jr. Yeah, Jaime Hockes, Hockes. Wait, wait, wait. and and two and two first round picks. Um, what's a better deal? Gets it? What's a better
1: deal? Milwaukee well, hands down because. Guys, you're talking about the accused of bias because everyone's arguing over the value of Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. Believe what you want. Right. But <laughs> you're, training, you're training for three role players. Now, I actually think Jovic is going to be very good. He's another guy I watched in the Philippines, and I was incredibly impressed with him. Um, I blindly picked him to finish uh, as an all-NBA second-team rookie last year without ever basically having seen footage of him based on the fact that his name was... Nikola Jovic, and he was a six foot 10 guy who was going to go play with the Miami Heat, who always carry a pretty thin roster. So I figured he'd need playing time, but it, it went the other way, and Spolster relied on G League veterans to fill those minutes instead. Yeah. But I think Jovic is going to be an incredible player um, someday. Seems like all these Serbian guys can teach the basketball. He's like the six foot 10 guy. He can run the floor, he's really athletic. He's got that toughness. Um, I saw him stroke like three trays in a row in the first quarter of their blowout one against Puerto Rico. And now obviously they're playing an inferior team, but I saw a lot of versatility from Jovic and the guy's barely been developed up to this point. He's played very sparsely in the NBA so far. I think you check back in two years and Jovic is going to be a starting player somewhere, whether it's in Miami, but um, you know, even with Miami's really reduced roster, they may be calling upon his services for heavy minutes sooner than later. We're getting back to comparing the trades.
0: Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, like, I mean, like, I'm a, I mean, that was good. And, and like, Jovic, even if he does, like, it's still potential, right? Your, your trade for potential potential could be great. Like potential can be, yeah. it could be Walker Kessler or it could be Leandro Balmoro. So, so
1: um, yeah, <laughs> here's the deal with the Miami picks. So, Portland was going to lose Damian Lillard because his time had run out there. He demanded a trade. He'd been public about what he wanted, where he wanted to go. It SAP Portland's leverage, hashtag leverage. And Portland, the goal was to to trade away Damian Lillard, who's a franchise player, and ideally get someone else who's, if not a franchise player, mm-hmm. someone who's close to a franchise cornerstone. And regardless of what you think of him mentally and how he's flamed out in the playoffs the last few years and how he's gotten along with his veteran teammates in Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton is a foundational franchise player. Like, he constitutes a big three. Drew Holiday is still a premier one in this league, part of a championship big three. Like, yeah, he didn't have a good um, condensed playoff run as they got bounced by 8C Miami in the first round. But this guy was a critical piece. Championship team that's just two years removed, essentially, being an nba champion so drew holiday whether the blazers choose to keep him or not i don't think they will because he's going to help them win too many games um he's going to be a phenomenal asset to bring you more assets and yeah they're obviously not going to get as many first round picks as danny Ames was able to squeeze away from tim connelly in the minnesota timberwolves for rudy and from kobe altman and the cleveland cavaliers for donovan mitchell like no one's ever going to do that for Um, many, many blue moons from now. But the fact that they were able to get all these franchise pieces, um, get a first-round pick and screw Miami in the process and kind of, like, deliver this nuclear blow to Miami, who's really, like, just got on their nerves and become sort of this emblematic representation of, um, you know, this pompous, haughty entitlement all these those five i like to call them here i like to call them prestige markets rather than big markets because not all of them are like top five tv markets but they're the places that all the nba players want to go um that kind of allows you to include miami some of those texas teams as well as phoenix into that uh entire rubric but anyways those players portland got from milwaukee those are actual franchise players, and even though they're not going to keep Drew Holiday, I think he's a more worthwhile asset than Tyler Hero because Tyler Hero is just a 20-point-per-game score. Like, you almost can fall backwards into 20-point-per-game scores. I think there's, like, literally 45 to 50 of them to go around the league. Now, many of them are more efficient than the others. But, like, everybody's got one. Utah's got Jordan Clarkson. Portland already had one with Anthony Simons. I mean, why do you need another Tyler Hero on your team especially if you're Portland and all of your youngsters are going to demand the ball, that being uh, Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, if they keep him in the long run, as well as Shane Sharp. Like, I don't want any of Shane Sharp's shots going to Tyler Hero. Yeah. So just overall, this move, these assets set Portland on a real course for the present and the future. And Mm -hmm. I don't think this Tyler Hero, Nikola Jovic, even though I like Nikola Jovic package. I just don't think cumulatively it's anywhere near as valuable as what they fetched in this multi-team deal with their assets coming back from Milwaukee and Phoenix. And did I mention everybody's talking about Dayton being this head case and having all these issues? Um, have you watched Yusuf Nurkish? <laughs> so yeah,
0: I think I Why think you're right.
1: That had to happen right. if they were gonna to have to settle for the Miami deal. I think like, my, my favorite it was meme absolutely is absolutely a prerequisite that they were gonna to have to take back Nurkic.
0: I think my favorite meme I, I saw, saw. Shove him um, off to Phoenix. My favorite meme is um uh, you you know the the meme of the 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 kind of the bigger guy, and he does a before and after, and like the before is him up close, and the after is him. <laughs> and like the comment is like he just stepped oh, backwards. Uh, basically, yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, what the Suns got for trading DeAndre for uh, yusin Nurkic and, and pieces. But um, I, I thought you were going to
1: reference that Alex Jones meme where he's like sunburnt in the one photo. Yeah, <laughs> and here's the other thing: it hurts a little bit that Portland gave up this year a little because he's been like one of those big potential guys. He's, uh-huh. he's that like six foot eight switchable wing. He's really the modern NBA prototype player, but he really hasn't developed at the rate I think everybody was hoping for. He's on a relatively um team friendly contract i think it's like i can't remember if it's 70 million over four or 40 million over four i know those are two widely different numbers but either way given the way um the salary cap is going to increase in a couple of years i think it's a palatable contract to take on um and i think i think the suns really need some some actual wing pieces obviously they made some really shrewd minimum contract deals but i think even though he choked for even though he choked for the Bucks at the end of the season last year, um, and I consider him more of a role player than a starting caliber player, Grayson Allen is also along with Monsieur Little. I think he's really gonna round out their rotation and give them those yeah. that uh, that necessarily necessary wing help. And I think it makes the Suns even more fearsome going forward. Um, yeah, my wife is never I, I think it really worked dinner. out well for Phoenix too. Yeah.
0: I'm just worried about their center spot, honestly. Their center—I mean, center spot—but also, I mean, how many teams really care about their center spot nowadays? Um, True, but uh, I mean, uh,
1: the reigning world champions.
0: I think <laughs> I think you could uh, I think you could convince me that uh, the the at least the Heat and the the if you told me the Heat and the uh, Bucks package were closer than most people were giving it credit for, I could buy that. What I can't buy is saying that the heat package far and away blows away whatever the um, uh, Bucks package was going to be, you know? so Yeah. Last year, ugh, it just, it it's so last reminiscent. Of days? What was that? Well, it's so last reminiscent of of the Cleveland... Versus, right, yeah. Uh, like, same thing, like yeah. New York was like, you know, maybe New York didn't offer all they could at the beginning. And this is... You know, you know, this is the the very, like, the eBay, the Di, the um, uh, yard sale mentality of trying to haggle and not and and throwing out like uh, the fantasy football trade offer. You know, like oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna send you a really shitty trade. Now you yeah. send me a trade, and then let's start going like okay. No, Patrick no Mahomes uh, Jonathan. Yeah, like uh, this is one of those things. <laughs> I like, like. Here's the least I will send you. Um, here's the least amount of. Whatever I'm going to send you, okay. Now you make an offer that's really high, and we'll let's try to meet in the middle, as opposed to like saying, "Hey, look, you know, this is who you have. This is Kenny
1: Galladay was great on the Lions three years ago. He was their (laughs) (laughs) number one wide receiver. Yes, Yes. (laughs)
0: Um, because this happened to me in my my fantasy league literally today. Like, um, the guy sent me an offer for uh, for my DeAndre Swift and Kenny Pickett. Or not Kenny Pickett, um, uh, George Pickens. Excuse me. There's a lot of Pickens on that um, on a Steelers team, because um, I need receiver help. Yada yada yada. Uh, but then he messaged me like, "Was that insulting? Was that you know, was that too low?" Because, because that will happen. If you send an offer that's like insulting, I might not go back to the table with you. Um, if your first offer is so low, um, uh, you know, this is like the the, the office meme, right? Like a uh, Michael says no to the first offer. You always say no to the first offer. And like twelve thousand dollars, and that's insultingly low. I don't even know what your first offer was. Um, Question: Was yeah. your league opponent's name Pat? <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, so like is, uh, so uh, again. I mean, look, is there a chance that the Jazz and 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 the Blazers were so insulted by the Knicks and Heat offer they didn't re- they just refused to trade with them? Maybe, but I just think. In the world of business, that happens so often that you can't let you know petty feelings like that get in the way of making a good deal. Um, it's one
1: ingredient of the reason why you may have chosen not to deal with those teams in the end. I mean, if there's a better deal out there, emotion doesn't matter. And Lowry um, God bless Danny Ainge for being able to deter- determine it, was clearly the best offer available to him in retrospect over the poo-poo platter of of R.J. Barrett and. Evan Fournier and yeah, all the other stuff they were yep. trying to, all that flot sand they were trying to package our way, and
0: the untouchable Emmanuel Quickly, and and yeah, so uh, like Emma, I
1: actually really like I actually really like Emmanuel Quickly. Yeah, I man, deal. I, like the, I, actually, <laughs> I actually think Utah should consider getting involved in the Drew Holiday rerouting deal. Mm. Um, if it involves the Knicks, that would bring back Emmanuel Quickly to Utah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a look. Look again, the Jazz are in. Uh, and that does, you know, like, we don't have time to really get into that, but, you know, there's there's still other pieces out there, as, as Justin just mentioned, like, Drew Holiday can be rerouted, and, you know, we'll talk about that again. Uh, Tyler Hero still might be out there. I don't know. Like, at least Jazz fans are talking about it. Uh, maybe. I mean, I again, I wouldn't
1: relax yet if we're Jazz fans about Hero with, with that noise going on either. <laughs> it sounds like that might not be a completely dead deal yet, unfortunately.
0: And, 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 and uh, again, it's... You know, look, and we can't get it. We just don't have the time to get into it uh, for the rest of time here. Um, but um, uh, look, there there are yeah rumblings out there, and it might happen. So um, I, again, there, the, this, we got Trader Danny right, uh, and we're we're entering an off season. We're again we're a month away from entering the off season. Uh, but this is a big trade that you know shook up the NBA landscape a, m- a month before um, uh, you know just a few weeks before training starts, uh, training camp starts. Uh, uh, I should say. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of nice to be re, to revisit some of those old Knicks. And may, maybe we'll talk to somebody from Cleveland to kind of get their thoughts. But uh, I mean, it gets it real quick. I'm uh, you know, five minutes here. Yes. Um, uh, you know, so you are in the Portland, you know, you are the Portland expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like before we started, he was like, You should get somebody from Portland. And like in my head, I'm, I'm thinking, Okay, I, I do want to get somebody like a beat writer or somebody out there, but gets it, you are in, in that area. Um uh how, uh how how do you think most of the blader fans are feeling about this?
1: It's a day of relief, it's a day of celebration, it's a day of renewal, it's a day of gratitude. There's so many different emotions that are going on. Um, you know, Dame is Dame is a statue worthy, statue-worthy athlete in Portland. And right now, you know, Oregon's kind of a tough place to be, um, you know, overall as well as in terms of the sports scene. I mean you have the splintering of the Pac12 that's going on which affects um you know one half of really the the state's worth of of college fans, college sports fans. Um, you've got Portland losing a lot of momentum in the, in the uh, the MLB sweepstakes as they try to campaign for being one of the two expansion teams. It just really doesn't seem like Portland's getting a lot of love right now. But today I think is is a big um a big paradigm shift because you're able to finally look back. And I think Portland was really put through the ringer like emotionally this summer because I'm not even a Blazers fan. And I was so sick and fatigued of seeing these dumb reports and blue checkmark nonsense tweets come across our timeline literally every single day about, even though it didn't come from Dame's mouth, maybe his agent or a media member who was tied to him or somebody in the Miami market just really throwing like what really constituted and amounted to shit out a wall, bring being presented as journalistic fact. and just <laughs> this nonsensical repeated accumulating entitlement that Dame's going to be on the heat. When the season begins, Dame's going to Miami, it's a done deal. And just all these different angles and people and individuals with this, um, this sense of arrogance and the certainty that Miami was going to get what it wanted and another small market team was going to be nothing more than a farm team and that's one reason I'm so enthused about this Milwaukee package In that Portland actually got back not one but two multiple franchise assets because Portland won the trade too and it ended up being a fair business transaction but with all the noise we heard every single day there was this, like, expectation and feeling that Portland was just supposed to bend over and take it and, you know, kind of pay their 50% tax or whatever it is to Uncle Uncle Pat down in Miami so he could fund another one of his yachts. Yeah, is... And I think by Portland, I think that wonderful surprise when Woj's tweet came across around 11 o'clock local time this morning, my first reaction was, that's got to be a fake account. But my other accompanying... Reaction with it was God. I hope that's true, and how great would that be? And how pragmatic would that be? Because Dame's going to be able to compete with like one of the two best players in the league. They're the perfect fit for each other. They're going to be fun to watch because I love the Bucks. They still, kind of got the underdog vibe to them, even though they're two years removed from a championship. And Portland's getting stuff back, and it's a fair trade for all of the teams. It sucks that they're losing this year, a little. But I just think it's it's a thing that worked out for everybody. And I read a really good article by Jason Quick, who's been a longtime beat writer, writer here in Portland, who's had an interesting relationship with Dame over the years. But what he wrote tonight was, this is a time for Portland to celebrate because you can not only look back and finally enjoy what Dame did instead of having to sigh and sit through another day of all this nonsense and this this cryptic drama coming through on Twitter and Instagram. And instead, you can finally put that in the past and tie a bow on the era and get to finally celebrating the era. And the other big thing was the Blazers absolutely dominated the NBA draft this year by getting Scoot Henderson. Scoot was exactly the kind of guy that the Utah Jazz needed. That addressed their biggest – that would have addressed Utah's biggest area of need. And instead, Portland took care of a very similar problem that Utah had. But now that you've closed the book on the Dame era – you can finally focus your attention 100% fully to Scoot instead of having to, like, peek around the bush and be, you know, tread lightly and be like, oh, man, how is, how is Scoot and Dane going to get along going into training camp? And what's that going to be like? Is it going to be an Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love type thing um, where they, where one guy doesn't want to be here anymore and, and the young guy is trying to carve out his old role? Now the roles can be defined going into the season and the Blazers can set to this new era focusing on scoot and the fans can also savor set their sights on scoot and savor enjoying watching scoot instead of having to, to toe the balance between the old fading era and the new era. Right. Instead, it's all systems go into the new era. And so I think it's a watershed day for Portland. And also it's kind of, you know, a time for Portland to take some time and um, enjoy the Schadenfreude. Freud of um, shoving it in Miami's face. But I think there's a lot of wistfulness and, uh, and reflection going on in Portland right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, two-thirds of the city is just drunk um, <laughs> telling the old war <laughs> stories about Dame and, and where were you for game six of the 2014 finals and watching the tape of when you and your buddies were in the bar and – where were you at the end of Game Five of the 2019 first round yeah, against I think the Oklahoma a, City Thunder when he waved goodbye to Paul George? <laughs> there are so many great memories to sit through, and tonight is the time to sit through those memories. I think yeah, I'm uh, pointing at the wrist.
0: Right. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, uh, I think it's kind of nice that or great that uh, um, like player empowerment has just gone too far, um, uh, and it's nice to finally see that. Hey, look, look, Damian Lord didn't get screwed in this. He didn't get to go to his preferred destination. That sucks, but he also um, uh, agreed to to the contract. And, you know, sometimes you just don't get get your way, but he, he's also going to a great situation for himself. Um, uh, you this know,
1: transaction was very balanced on that seesaw of player empowerment versus team dominance right. and, and, and what the fans want, too. I yeah. think everybody... Well, it's so great about this, unless you're Miami, because who cares? Right. Because they're full of crazy people anyways, <laughs> who are very nasty to all of us, by the way, yes. on Twitter all summer long. And I think that's already being immediately and, swept under the rug and, and, and having... conveniently evaporated. But I want to call out how many nasty people there were on Twitter talking nonsense to us and other people on Jazz Twitter. And some very nice ladies that I know on Twitter who are getting nasty, nasty things said to them in their mentions by people from Florida who align with the Miami Heat. But I think in the end, whether it was the Portland fans, Miami fans, the NBA players, team owners, general managers on all three sides, the nice thing about today was, I think for the most part, everybody got their way.
0: Yes. I, I would um, have to say that that sounds accurate. And, and it's nice because like, like, we, we had to s- sit through two months of Dame through his agent. Yeah, you know, you know single day. T- every single day. Thank game, God it's over. <laughs> uh, of them, like, like, hey, we're you know, he's not going to report to whatever said team, and which is kind of BS. Like, um, uh, you know, like you, you, you can ask for a trade, you can't, you can't just ask for a trade to go wherever you want. Um, and so that was that was a nice part of um, uh, what happened here, um, uh, you know, and also you know, you, know, I'm glad that the seer little. Um, uh, was not the, the linchpin that, that concentrated the to fall. Behind. like, well, we, 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 we'll give you a dame. We can't give a little too, you know. Um, and the, the scoot dame thing, is, you know, this is another thing. Like People were like, oh, well, this guy plays the same position as X, right? And um, uh, you figure it out. You know, if that's the best player that you can draft or get on your team, but, you know, you have one or two guys and, quote, unquote, that's redundant, guess what? In the NBA, you figure it out. You know, go go get another set. I don't care if you have Walker Kessler on your team. If you have a chance to go, uh, Nikola Jokic, you go get him, and you figure it out. You know, Um uh, and then, you know the, the Blazers did. So that that's uh, that's what makes the NBA there. But we are ending, nearing the end of our time. Thank you, uh gets it. i uh, Justin over here. He's fighting a head cold. Thank uh,
1: you, Damian uh, Lillard, for everything you've done for <laughs> Portland. There you go. You ha- you are welcome here anytime. We'll have okay, the the Mike, ready for Mike. You. we'll have the parade route ready for you thank you <laughs> for the amazing beacon of hope you brought upon our community the pride you've given to Portland and the immeasurable immeasurable amount of memories you provided for me and all of my neighbors Damien lillard you are a living legend and a king in our metropolitan
0: and um uh, we'll see we'll see gets in Utah November here uh Jared I'm um, uh, hopefully we right. find a spot for you, so you don't sound like you're coming from the '80s. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I think I figured out. I think I figured out the the Wi-Fi calling setting, so it should work better next time. We'll have Wi-Fi, to test it out. Okay, uh, but yeah, now so it's Jared plus. Jared plus. <laughs> it is Jared plus. Add a plus to everything, guys. Add a plus. Just add a plus. <laughs> That's how easy it is. Uh, I can't wait for minuses Just come back in Plus,
1: Blazers minus.
0: Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, hitting the high notes minus uh, is what we are. Uh, hitting the high notes <laughs> minus, um, uh, uh, we are part of the Believe Network. Um, uh, go check out betonline.ag. Get your 50% welcome bonus by using the code Believe. Uh, And we'll be back. We're going to add some, you know, now that we're in quote unquote season five, we're adding some things. We're going to try to have more episodes, uh, try to do something to make it easier for everybody. So uh, be sure to stay tuned and join it with us. And uh, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you guys next time. Purple is back! Purple is back! (laughs) Purple
1: is back. Uh.